Welcome to the Sent from Disneyland podcast. Here age relives fond memories of the past. If it's your first time joining us, welcome. On this podcast, we'll take a journey into the past and explore Disneyland and Disneyland history with mementos, snapshots, and postcards sent from Disneyland from 1955 to the present. The postcards from this episode will be viewable on Instagram at Sent from Disneyland or on my website, sentfromdisneyland.com. Today, I'm starting off by thanking my patrons from patreon.com. You can join in and receive mail from my desk or from my trips to Disneyland. I'm currently working on some new patron benefits. Patrons can sign up for as little as a dollar per month. Special thanks to Random Olive, the first patron to this podcast, and to the e-ticket patrons to Nia, Eric Daniels, Monica Seats Vega, Joe Gamble, Scott Booker, Russ Romano, Michael and Christina Cross, Mary Henderson, and Sheila Harry. C-Ticket patrons, Serious Inquiries Only, Debbie Weinstein, Jennifer Schneep, Ruby McDowell, Grace Coat, Scott Cagle, Ben and Noel Bruning, and Patty Wollin. B-Ticket patron, The Disney Rewind Podcast, and to the A-Ticket patrons, Elise Sharp, Zealot Infinity, Alexis Robles, Maggie and Henry Byers, Angelique and the Block, and the All Aboard Podcast. I am your host, your post-host, Clocky, and today we have two postcards sent from Disneyland. The front of our first postcard has the entire cast of the Golden Horseshoe Review on the Golden Horseshoe stage, with Wally Bogue in the middle. There's a three-piece band below, and guests in all four box seats, and guests filling the front tables. On the back it reads, Golden Horseshoe Review, a grand finale from the liveliest troupe ever to perform in the Old West. Pepsi-Cola's Golden Horseshoe Review brings the floor show of yesterday's saloons to life again in Frontierland. It's postmarked December 14, 1972, with a Los Angeles cancel and six one-cent green Thomas Jefferson postage stamps. Scott number 1278. I assume they visit the park on Wednesday, December 13th, when park hours were from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. The weather was a high of 61 and a low of 41. It's addressed to a Mrs. Elmer Donaldson of Oxford, Indiana. It reads, Wednesday, December 13th. Hello, this time tomorrow we will be home. Spend all day touring Disneyland. Not enough time to see it all. Love, Louise and Jack. I chose this Frontierland postcard to talk about a recent addition to the Frontierland flora, the Halloween tree. The Halloween tree started as a story by Ray Bradbury and was meant to be an animated special with Chuck Jones, who was working with MGM at the time and had just finished working on How the Grinch Stole Christmas. The project stalled and Bradbury expanded his screenplay into a novel published in 1972 the year this postcard was sent. The story centers around a group of nine friends out trick-or-treating on Halloween night. One of the boys, Pipkin, is stolen from the group and goes on a life-or-death journey through time and cultures, looking at death rituals and celebrations, sometimes going back to the very origins of the culture's holiday. The titular Halloween tree represents all the culture's beliefs, using decorated jack-o'-lanterns for each culture. Ray Bradbury had worked with the Disney Company on different projects inside the theme parks and with the Disney Studios. In 2007, Brad Kay, Tony Baxter, and Kim Irvine decorated little pumpkins in the Golden Horseshoe to add to what is now the Halloween tree. Located in Frontierland across from the Frontierland Shooting Exposition and next to one of the three Frontierland mailboxes, a tree was decorated with orange and yellow lights and little jack-o'-lanterns and became the Halloween tree from the story. Ray was present for the inaugural lighting of the tree, and there is now a sign next to the tree that reads, On the night of Halloween, 2007, 
this stately oak officially became the Halloween tree, realizing famed author Ray Bradbury's dream of having his symbol for the holiday become part of Disneyland. Since then, Halloween trees are also part of the fall celebrations on some of the Disney cruise ships. Also, a quick side note about this postcard. It was sent to Oxford, Indiana, which at the time had a population of just over 1,000, and at the last census, still only has about 1,100 people. It is known as the birthplace of Dan Patch, an iconic record-breaking racehorse. The Disney movie, So Dear to My Heart, opens with Dan Patch's train coming into town. The train station set was given to animator Ward Kimball, and a replica was built for the Frontierland Railroad Station in Disneyland. This Sunday, Enfield Post has special Sunday sale of random stamps. This is a great way if you want to add some random flair to your outgoing mail. I've added a few stamps to an order, even if I didn't have a direct purpose for them. A random stamp is a great way for a unique surprise. You can head over to EnfieldPost.com and explore all the different vintage stamps you can use on your next card or letter. That's E-N-F-I-E-L-D-P-O-S-T on Instagram and EnfieldPost.com for your wedding and vintage postage needs. Enfield Post is the official postage stamp sponsor of the Sent from Disneyland podcast. The front of our next postcard has the Matterhorn, monorail yellow, and one of the submarines at night. On the back it reads, Matterhorn Mountain. A Disneyland landmark, the snow-capped Matterhorn Mountain towers majestically over all of the Magic Kingdom. High-speed bobsled runs carry guests down its slopes and through a glacier grotto inside the mountain. It's postmarked August 16, 1965 with a Buena Park cancel and a four-cent red Girl Scout USA postage stamp, Scott number 1199. I assume they visit the park on Sunday, August 15th, when park hours were from 9 a.m. to midnight. The weather was a high of 91 and a low of 68. Park attendance that day was 28,528. It's addressed to an Anne Bruno from the Department of Motor Vehicles in Sacramento, California. It reads, 81665. Hi. Spent all day here and saw Tinkerbell tonight and also saw fireworks. A real pretty sight rode on all three rides shown, and enjoyed all of them. Off to Knott's tomorrow, then on to Marineland Tuesday. It is really warm down here, and having a good time, but wish the riots would stop. See you later, Sharon. A bit of history about when this postcard was sent. The Watts riots are the riots that are mentioned on this postcard, and they started on August 11th and ended on August 16th in 1965. I chose this Matterhorn postcard because of a book I purchased last week at Stage 9 in Sacramento. They were having a special event with some authors and a Disney fine artist. I was able to chat with the artist Tom Matusik and have my book signed by Kevin Kern, Tim O'Day, and Peggy Ferris. I chose the 1965 Matterhorn postcard for Peggy Ferris' story of starting at Disneyland in 1965 and eventually transferring to the Matterhorn. Her book, Women of Walt Disney Imagineering, is amazing. I have just barely cracked it open, but I am excited to read through the stories of the 12 women Imagineers. This is a good reminder to look around to see what Disney events are going on around you. And taking advantage of these more intimate settings, I'm pretty sure she was signing the same book at D23, but at stage 9 I was able to take my time and hear some wonderful Disney history from her. This incoming postcard is sponsored by the Art Throwdown. Art Throwdown, or ATD, is an online craft hour on Instagram, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. Be sure to check out Monday's ATD, which is usually hosted by a paper artist, Russ Romano. 
I see many amazing art projects, learned about awesome postmarks, postage stamp history, and a lot more on different episodes. It's great to stop in for an hour to watch someone craft or design something unique. Each host brings something a little different to each show. I'll list some of the regular hosts, or you can follow RussRomano2021 on Instagram. The front of my incoming postcard has some postal images, including a snail mail postmark, a 1950s-looking mailman clip art, a vintage postal service stamp, and at the bottom, it reads, World Postcard Day, October 1st, 2022. It's postmarked October 1st, 2022, with a Monticello Ranch red hand stamp cancel and a Red Barn Forever postcard postage stamp, Scott number 5548. It reads, 1 October 2022, wishing you lots of happy mail, full of glad tidings. All my best, Rhonda. Thank you so much for the postcard, Rhonda. This reminds me to make my own World Postcard Day postcard. I think I mentioned that last year, but for the third annual postcard day, I'm going to make it happen. This is a great reason to send some extra mail this time of year. So far, I've received two or three World Postcard Day postcards. I sent eight postcards from Disneyland last Saturday from addresses I received from Post Crossing, but none of them have arrived yet. I guess that's why we still call it snail mail. Thanks for listening to Sent from Disneyland. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. It would be awesome to share your favorite episode. There are over 100 episodes to choose from. It would also help to leave a five-star rating and comment on whatever podcast platform you use. If you'd like to support the show financially, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash sentfromdisneyland. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at sentfromdisneyland or on Twitter at sentfromdisney. For questions and comments, send me a postcard addressed to... Sent from Disneyland, P.O. Box 44, Hood, California, 95639. This podcast is not affiliated with Disney, the United States Postal Service, or any post office or Disney properties. Opinions expressed on this podcast belong to its host and guest of the Sent from Disneyland podcast. See some stuck-up jockey boy sitting on Dan Patch. 